Do you know it's amazing though? Uh, the older I am, 70 now, which is hard to believe. Two times 35, I call it. I feel more alive right now. Oh, I feel healthier, more alive, and more on fire than I've ever been in my life. So look out, look out. But uh, it's great to be with you. Thank you, Pastor Jody. That was a very lovely introduction. And I do feel fired up. And uh, I am thinking this morning, God wants to do something spectacular in your life. And uh, I really believe every one of us is here today because we are hungry for the presence of God. We've sung about it. We've talked about it. And as a result of today, I believe let's live it. Let's live it. The greatest thing we'll ever do is live, outlive the presence of God in our lives. And uh, I believe even right now in this place, I feel the presence and the power of God in this place today. Right from the very first song, the presence and power of God is here. So I want you to get ready for God to shift something in your life. I hope, I'd love to think you get a little bit uncomfortable this morning. Even my goal is to make people either angry or happy. I don't care which emotion it is, but but the best thing that can ever happen is that we don't sit here and think, oh, um, that was another good message. And I pray to God it won't be a good message, that it'll be a heart-touching connection with the power of God this morning. So uh, thank you. We prayed. We believe God. I just want to pray one more time. And believing, God, I thank you for the power of your presence right now. God, I thank you there are miracles all over this place this morning. Every one of us is here, God, because we have turned up expectant. God, we've turned up believing this morning. We've turned up hungry, God. And right now, in Jesus' name, we declare over this house, I pray that every doubt disperse in Jesus' name, that fear would leave in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, that your name would be glorified this morning, that miracles happen, that hope come, that dreams be revived in Jesus' name. And Lord, that you start something in us that will never finish in the name of Jesus. We declare your mighty name today. Amen. Give him a huge, thank you. Give him a huge hand clap as we take our seats this morning. God bless you. And um, let's, I love Pastor Tark's been saying, let's get back to the book. Boy, we need to be in this thing, I tell you. Like never before, you need to get into the Word of God. Uh, We've just started a thing where we're reading right through from cover to cover in the Bible and uh, got a group of people who are just hungry for the Word of God. And uh, so I believe this morning, let's get more hungry than we've ever been for God's Word. This is the stuff. I don't care. Yeah, we've got a new government. That doesn't mean stop praying. That probably needs you pray all the more all the more. A lot of people are like, mate, I was getting called to a prayer meeting every second day when, before, the, before the election. Now I notice there's not too many calls. And it, it's like, is your trust in the government? Mine's in God. My trust is in God, not in the government. I think we miss it if we, if we lower our expectations to there. My source is the power of God. I walk and live by faith, all right? I can't, not, I can't live any other way, to be honest with you. I go to the doctor and he says, hey, listen, you've still got a broken neck. You've got to be real careful how you walk. But I just say to him, hey, I don't even live in your realm, sir. I don't even live in this. I'm living in, you know, we pray your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We need to start living in kingdom principles. 
In fact, I believe even right now, even before I preach, I believe somebody's words, somebody's mouth is condemning them. Somebody's mouth is pulling you down into infirmity and weakness. Someone's mouth here today is locking you into this worldly atmosphere and experience. And God's saying, I want you to lift your sights. And I want you to start declaring my word over your circumstances and change your destiny. And so I have to live by this. I have to live by, um, I do not walk by the circumstances around me. I walk by faith in the living God. Otherwise, I'll be up here with a neck brace on looking weird and hardly moving. But the thing is, when we live in the next realm, another dimension, Yongi Cho talked about there's four different dimensions. We've got to shift out of here, start living not by what we see, but what we believe. And I'll tell you right now, we need to start believing this above every other circumstance. Every other circumstance. It's so easy to get trapped in the circumstances of today, but God wants us to lift it up. Lift it up. We confess it, but let's declare it and live in it in Jesus' name. Amen. So somebody here, the, 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 the talk, the chatter is going to shift this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. And we, and we need that to happen. Let me go. Let's go to the Word. Let's go to the Word, seeing Pastor Tuck talking about the Word. And seriously, I am into the Word of God. Like, seriously, you need to get this into your life, okay? I'm amazed how many people don't read the Word of God. And I'm a, like a cover-to-cover cover man every year. I think just read it for the sake of reading it. It'll get in you. It'll get in you. I can't get it. I, I, I hate going to bed without like listening to it. I just love it. We've got so much uh, technology today. We can have the Word of God everywhere we go. So is that making sense to anybody? So here we go. Romans chapter 1 and verse 16 says this. And I love what it says. It says, for I am not ashamed. Come on, everybody. I am not ashamed. And it says, this is Paul writing, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ because, I mean, why are we not ashamed? Here's why. Because it is the power of God. And I want to tell you, if you want power, get into this book, get connected with Jesus, and you will live in power. There's too many people don't live in power. One of the greatest keys in life is to have power to unlock you from your circumstances. One of the greatest reasons people are angry, frustrated, offended, weak today, is they have no power to break out of where we're we're at. They have no power. I'm talking even to believers today, who I meet all the time, who have no power to break out of where they're at. Hey, we're talking, I am a, I think I'm still a revivalist. I think I am a living revival, actually. But the way that will happen in your life is if you get God's word on the inside of you and you become unashamed of the gospel of Christ because it is the power of God. And here, listen, it brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. This is the power of God. It's a gospel of righteousness. It's a gospel of glory. I want to title my message today, The Unshakable Power of the Word of God, okay? The unshakable power of the gospel in your life, all right? I've been born again now. I've been born again a long time. Well, some people think it's a long time. I don't think it's that long, actually, because I've got a big vision for life, all right? 
a big vision for life. I'm like Caleb, okay? When you get to 80, you're just starting when you get to 80. Unfortunately, most of us retire when we get to 60 or whatever goofy age we believe. Even Noah, even Noah started building an ark when he got to, what was it, 120 and he starts building an ark? I mean, what are you doing thinking you can slack off? What are you doing thinking you can back off? When Noah gets fired up, gets a vision from God, never seen rain in his life, never, don't even know what rain is, don't even know what a boat is, but gets a vision from God and starts building it under criticism, under all kinds of offensible statements made to him, calling him an idiot for doing such a thing in his time. Well, I'm standing on the promises of God from right now till the day I die, believing that this is our time, believing that we can do better, believing that we can rise, we can be energised by the Holy Ghost. Like Caleb, Caleb's he's been through the wilderness. Some of you might now be through the wilderness. I don't know, you could be in the wilderness this morning. Maybe I'm here today to stir you out of your wilderness experience, okay? You can be in the wilderness. You can go through storms. Look at Caleb. His skin is like leather. He's 80 years old and he says to Joshua, I am more fired up today than when I was 40 years ago and I'm ready to take my promised land and I don't care how big, in fact, that is where the giants are, let me go. Every level of expectation you go to is going to have new giants in it and we need to know that we are giant destroyers. We need to know it, Caleb knew it at 80. He said, I'm as strong today as I ever was at 80. And he went in there and conquered that land. I want to tell you, we have a land to conquer today. And I believe God's called you and you and you to rise up and take your promised land in Jesus' name. And what's it called? It's called a land of revival for us. It's called New Zealand. In fact, it could be called the whole world for you, depending how big your vision is. Let's not lock ourselves down into a neighbourhood or anything. Let's get our neighbourhood saved, get our streets saved, get the city saved, get the world saved. And here's how it'll happen. It'll happen one person at a time. One person at a time. I'm right into one. That's why I get in elevators and said, you're probably wondering why I called this meeting. Still do it in an elevator the other day. Ladies and gentlemen, you're probably wondering why I called this meeting. They freak out. They look left and right. They don't know what's going on. Friend, I want to tell you, we have the greatest message on earth in our hearts right here. It's called the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's unshakable. See, see, Caleb had been through all kinds of storms. He'd been through, goodness me, 40 years in a wilderness. He had seen everybody around him go through a plague and drop dead. Everybody. The whole generation was gone. He was still standing. And I reckon the goal is today, let's be still standing. Let's remain standing. And you've got to have some intestinal fortitude to do that. It doesn't just happen. You've got to remain standing on the promises of this word. You've got to get it in you. When you wake up and you're feeling bad, just read another verse and get fired up again and your day went wrong, get back into the Word at night and say it's going to shift tomorrow in Jesus' name and then declare God's Word over it. Hebrews 11, 20, 22, I think it is, says, whatever you say will come to pass. I speak to my mountains, telling them to get out of the way in Jesus' name. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trapped by the circumstances I go through. I live in the victory that God's already won for me on Calvary. So let's live in a little bit of that today. So that's my 
my opening statement today is I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ because it is the power of God unto salvation to the Jew first and also to the Greek, all right? Never forget what God's done in your life. Are you a thermometer or are you the, the part that activates the temperature? We need to activate temperatures everywhere we go. I like to live in revival. I was in a meeting just a little while ago. And, um, and just before I get into this, I was in a meeting and, and I, I felt ill-equipped. Ever felt like that? Ever felt like you haven't got what's needed? It's the best way to feel. Because then your total reliance is on him. And I felt like, man, I've got nothing to say. I thought, man, I've got, I, I don't feel, I've got, I think I've got like 5,000 messages on this thing here. And I'm, I'm flicking through them thinking, God, which one will be? I'm sitting on the front row freaking out. And uh, just being a little bit transparent with you this morning. And I'm freaking out and I'm thinking, man, I'm on. In 30 seconds, I'm on, I'm on. Then the guy gets up and says he's on. And I'm thinking, man, I've got nothing. And uh, then I said to Julia, I don't think I've got anything. And she said, well, you used to talk to the Holy Spirit about that. That's a challenge right there. See, we think we've got it. The minute you think you've got it, we already missed it. He's got it all. He's got it all. He'll give it to you by divine revelation if you're in this book. And if you're in that book, I want to tell you, he will unlock the secrets of heaven to you. We need the secrets of heaven in our life. You know what? We, if we're going to be there for the long time, we can't afford to live by our own circumstances, by our own judgment, by our own revelation. I want heavenly revelation in my spirit. And I said to the Holy Spirit, what the heck do I talk about? And he said, don't talk about anything. There's a girl here who can't breathe. That sort of unlocks it. Why would you talk about something when there's a girl here who can't breathe? So I got up and I just said, listen, we're going to pray. And we started praying and I said, you know what? I really believe, I don't know who it is, but there's somebody here this morning can't even breathe. And, uh, and I, I said, why don't you stand up? You know, God, the word of God's good for you. know, Peter and John, you know, they're always like, hey, stand up, stretch out your withered hand. Uh, Jesus, oh, so that, it was Jesus in the temple. He goes in there, he says, stand up, stretch out your withered hand. And there's something about those actions which is why at the end of today, I'll give you an opportunity to respond because there's always a response to the word of God. God is always, whether it's a burning bush, whether it's a, a, an angel of light, God is always looking for a response. So Saul responds. He says, yeah, that's me. And he falls down on his knees with the love of Jesus there. Moses walking along, there's a burning bush. He responds. God's not interested in your, in your questions. He's not interested in your, your excuses. All he wants is a respond. And this girl responded. She, a girl stands to her feet and she says, it's me, it's me. And she can hardly breathe, you can tell. And then I said, what, and when you think about it now, it's like, the, it's like the story of Jesus in the temple. And I said, why don't you step out here? And as she started moving toward me, this is about three quarters of the way down in a, in, a, in a large auditorium, and she starts walking toward me. Then next thing she's like, I can breathe. I can breathe. The power of God is here today to heal you. See, it's never a man that heals you. It's always the power of God that heals you. See, Jesus is here to heal people. Oral Roberts used to say, 
You know, people would say, I wish you'd stop preaching and start praying for us. He said, I wish you'd get healed so I can stop preaching. (laughs) Because the power is in the word. The power is in the word. It's not in a man. We've got too many celebrities and too many famous preachers. And the reality is, I want to tell you, every single one of us is a man or woman of God who can activate a revival in our city right here today. We're too busy. We've waited too long for the next fancy speaker. You might even waited for me to come today. Well, let me shift your mentality there and say, you got the power to change your world. And this young woman, she steps out. And as she's coming toward me, she's like, I can breathe, I can breathe. And she's got one of those things, uh, inhaler, I think you call it, a little blue thing in her hand. And uh, then she comes over to me and I said, God's just healed you. And she's never been in church before in her life. Never been in church in her life before got invited along. She got invited along because the, the, the conference was free. Something about generosity, isn't there? You know, we need to get more generous in the kingdom. I remember uh, I met a couple one day. Just maybe I'll just tell you a few stories this morning. But I was speaking at a, at a conference in America and I met a couple and uh, they were just out for a party in life. They, were, they, they weren't married. They were just living together. And I said, you know what, if you come to my meeting on Sunday, I'll put you up in a hotel. And some people would say, well, that's not right. You're putting them up in a hotel, they're not even married. But I'm believing in my generosity, life's going to change. Okay? So I, put my, I, I said, I'll put you up in this hotel. You can stay here tonight, come to my meeting tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning, they both came to the meeting, came to the altar, responded to Christ, got radically born again, got, stayed, stayed there, got baptised two nights later and went on for God and still living for Jesus' day and now married. God, I tell you, God will change lives. Sometimes generosity is required, okay? And so this young woman, that's the only reason she was there and she brought a heap of her friends. Anyway, she's like... I don't need this anymore. And she fires. You imagine someone standing like you're halfway down the meeting here and she fires this inhaler across the room and she says, I don't need it anymore. Man, that's faith right there. And when, you, when the freedom of God comes, we need to activate faith in our lives. You see, sometimes I'm sure we get... My Bible says I walk by faith and not by sight. So the things of the natural, the inhaler in my hand, my excuse that I might need it tomorrow, let's throw that away and let's trust God's Word and walk into that today and say, I'm going to be energised, I'm going to be healthy because to carry your Word, we need to have life in us, we need to have expectation in us and we need to be living on the edge of expectation that says I cannot bow down to my circumstances or my feelings, but I will live in my faith for tomorrow in Jesus' name. Well, she literally did that and she doesn't even know the Bible yet. Throws it away. Then she says, and I think we've got so formal in church. We're so nice sitting there with our hands. You know, I tell you what, when the power of God hits meetings, stuff happens that you cannot no longer explain, all right? And so I'm looking forward to more of that. Okay? I'm not talking about people falling down. It's, it's like Christians fall down um, because they know that's how it goes. All right? They know that's how it but, but when the power of God hits you, when the power of God gets you, hits you, the whole section goes down because what the heck just happened? God turned up in the meeting, okay? And we need more turn-up moments in our life. Well, God turns up in this conference. She throws her inhaler. Then she says this to me. Can I tell my dad? 
I'm like, of course you can tell your dad. I just didn't realize her dad was not in the meeting and she had to call her dad on one of these, okay? So it's okay to have your phone in church sometimes. So she, so she, she calls up dad and she says, dad, this God stuff is real. I can breathe. I've just thrown away my inhaler. Dad, this guy, you've got to come and hear this guy. Now she's got it wrong there. She thinks dad needs to come and hear me. But the reality, what he needs to do is get himself, position himself in the presence of God. So, so the reality is dad arrived, not in that meeting, even that would be exciting. Dad arrived in another meeting and uh, he got saved. Her brother got saved. Then on the Sunday night, we said we'll baptise anyone who's just got born again, which I think was like 160, 160 people. Um, so we baptised them. And guess who was there? Uh, uh, Chloe, her brother, mum and dad, and the grandparents came to check it out. What the heck's happening in our family? Three generations got baptised in water that night. That is why I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's powerful. Her friends in the row, it's amazing. All of it, I, I thought, well, that worked. Remember a few minutes before, I didn't know what to say. Well, that worked, so I said, who else can't breathe? Just because it worked. Well, I'll tell you what, there was probably, I think there might have been 80 people who couldn't breathe all of a sudden, okay? And it wasn't about we couldn't breathe. Because the breath of life is the God on the inside of you. And there are thousands of people around us today who are asphyxiated by the circumstances of our world, by the unmet expectations in their lives, by the inability to change, because everybody wants to change, but we have no power to do it. So they stood up and all these young kids came. And they all went down, never been in church before, went down under the, there were kids all over the floor. You couldn't even have an orderly meeting any longer. There's people just scattered all over the floor. There's people coming and saying, I want some of that. And we need the power of God because it unlocks the promises of God in our world and changes our world forever. And I want to tell you right now, you see, our similarity, and we like to keep it nice. And I, I tell you, we got it. Our similarity creates comfort. And unfortunately, we live in a comfort zone way too much, guys. And I want to stir that out of you. I refuse to live in the comfort zone. I refuse to live comfortable. My God is bigger than my comfort zone. He's bigger than just taking it easy. But it's your difference. It's your difference. It's the stuff you do that breaks through, that pushes through the barriers, that creates a reward in your life. And I want to tell you right now, that's why I always say in a meeting like this, get ready to stand and respond. Get ready to say, Jesus, I'm coming to you because I am unhappy to remain as I am. I want to go further in you. I want to go further. I want more. I want to be more hungry. Whatever it is, God, breathe in me and excite me for what you've got in store for my life. Oh, come on, there's more inside of you than what you think. I meet people all the time and I'm like, man, there's more to you than what I'm seeing. How come you're not jumping up and going with that? But we get trapped by our circumstances and we live in the comfort zones of life. I, 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 I kind of think we should just get more excited about life, really. Let me read you this because I think this is, this is kind of challenging to us. And uh, I, I believe in some ways this will stir us. A little, I hope it will stir you this morning anyway, out of your comfort zone and into something that God's got for you. 
But you heard of C.T. Studd? C.T. Studd was a guy on fire, okay? And uh, I kind of tend to live. I'm reading about these guys all the time. Read a little bit of revival. Read about history. Read about history, man. Get into biblical history. You'll find that revival comes, then it goes. It comes, then it goes. And the reality of a long-living revival is you getting someone saved next week, you leading someone to Christ, you being unashamed of the gospel, you sharing your faith. And how hard is that? How hard is it to share your faith? Hey, Jesus loves you. Jesus has a plan for your life. Would you like to accept him right now? How hard is that? Like they may ridicule you. They may uh, 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 treat you badly, offend you. But we're unoffendable. Jesus paid the price for our everything. He said, take your offence out on me so we don't have to take it. We just duck, let it go over and then go back to, hey, let me tell you the story about my life. Let me tell you how good God is. Let me tell you how amazing he is. We shift the atmosphere. You read about guys like Evan Robertson and some of the great, the Finneys of this world, the revivalists of this world. Man, they refuse to be boxed in. They refuse to be thinking small of themselves, thinking they weren't big enough. And the only thing that will do that for you, incidentally, is the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why I want more power. Hallelujah. I'm hungry for more today. Anybody with me? Come on, more power. I, I want to change my neighbourhood. I want to witness to every single person I meet. I want every person I come into contact with knowing that Jesus is alive and he can change your life. I'm sitting in a cafe just this week, sitting in a cafe just this week. And a girl, she comes over and, she say, and I said, how you doing? And she says, not so good. I've just been told I've got diabetes. 21 years old, diabetes. What the heck's going on there? What the heck is going on? And I said, well, I have the power to change that. She looks at me like, who the heck are you? <laughs> I have the power to change that. And we do. And we do. I tell you, we have the power to shift sickness, shift disease, and get people to catch the fire of the Holy Ghost. And she says to me, how does it happen? I said, real easy. We're sitting in a restaurant, okay? And she says, how does it happen? I says, real easy. I just stand up right now and pray for you. And so I just stood up and prayed for her. Anyway. The power of God hits her. The pa- Look, honestly, we don't need the power of God in church. We're all on the white right track. Yeah. We've got a great message every Sunday. Yeah. Every Sunday, Pastor Tark's telling you to get into your word about what it can unlock in your life. We don't need it in church. We need the power of God. Our world is broken and hurting and desperate for answers. And we are the God in our neighbourhood that can bring hope and promises to our world. Yeah. And I prayed for her. Next thing she says, what's happening? I said, that's God's presence all over you. And then she starts saying, man, I don't know what happened, but something's shifted in my life. Something's changed. She said, I actually feel better right now. And then she said, would you mind coming into the kitchen? And uh, I'm like, yeah, let's go to the kitchen. It's one of my favorite places. I go there and she takes me up to the chef and she says, this guy's not well. He's been sick for a long time. Would you do what you just did to me for him? Oh, you know, People tell me how hard it is. It's not hard. We just got to get the power of God happening and then doors open 
I couldn't go back in that. I've been there for a week in Australia, in Mooloolaba. You could not go back to that cafe with someone coming up and saying, I heard what happened to, the, I heard what happened to Lucy. Would you mind making it happen for me? And people all over that place started hearing about the power and the presence of God. I want to tell you right now, we are... Con- Most of us live in fear. Fear of what people will think. Fear of what they might say about us. Who cares? I've got a whole book here telling me how cool I am. That I'm the apple of his eye. That I am created in his image. That I'm good looking. That I'm on fire. That I'm energised by the Holy Ghost. I don't care what people say. What people says to me means nothing. I want to know what God says. And he says, you hook into me, you'll live in victory every day of your life. You'll be an overcomer. Sickness can't come near you. Depression can't come near you. Brain problems can't come near you. Ill health can't come near you because the Word of God is bigger than all of that. Yeah, we'll go through storms. Some of you may be in a wilderness, like I said today. But I'll tell you, we are bigger than our wilderness experience. We're bigger. Caleb said, I don't care what we've been through. I still believe the promise of this book are for me today. Here's what CT started. That's where we were going. That's right. Let us not glide through this life and then slip quietly into heaven without having blown the trumpet loud and long enough for our Redeemer. I want to tell you, we need to get that trumpet and we need to blast that thing so it rattles our neighbourhood, so it rattles our our city and so it rattles every environment, every place we're in gets fired up for God. Let me read it to you again. Let us not glide through this world. We slip on through there, don't we? We are one of the most comfortable nations on the planet. We've got our nice car. We've even got a nice church. We've even got a nice church. See, I got born again. You didn't have any of this. You had none of this. They didn't. It, they had some crummy old overhead projector with someone who, uh, and some of you wouldn't have a clue what that is. That's a funny little thing that they have a light coming out of it. And it reflects the words upside down, sometimes back to front, sometimes onto the screen. And then there's someone up there playing, doing a terrible job on the guitar or the keyboard. And, and I think maybe they had an organ. I don't know, something way back. No drums, no activity. And I tell you what, Not a good environment. Not a good environment. But one man who carried the power of God. He carried the power of an unseen God. And I still remember coming to that church looking for a girlfriend. I don't know why you came here today. But I came in there just looking at the pretty girls because I heard there were some nice girls in this youth group. And I got one. But I'll tell you right now, I remember this preacher, he came off the stage. How many preachers do that anymore? You know, it's like, get off the stage, start freaking people out. He came down there. His finger was about from here to Australia long. I still remember George Thomas pointing his bony finger across the crowd. Well, I'll tell you what, the only person that finger was pointing at was me. And and he wasn't. The finger was going like this. But I could see that finger coming right for Don McDonnell. And I remember that finger. Then he started walking down. I I remember hiding behind the person in front of me because I thought this guy must know why I'm here. And the reality is he represents a God in heaven who knows exactly what your needs are. 
knows that you need the fire of God today. Knows that you need to get born again again. Knows that you need to unlock your mouth to get in line with what God's Word says about you instead of living according to your circumstances. God knows. The Bible says every word that you speak is recorded. I hate to think what some of us are saying. I'm getting old. I'm getting tired. I'm too sick to get fired up. I'm too afraid of the people in my street to tell them about Jesus. We need to change our thinking, shift our words and start living in that. And I remember this old guy. eh? He came down with his bony finger and a a Bible. And then I remember this day, uh, one one of the big guys got up and started walking toward him. I don't even know why. But this old guy just picked up his Bible and pointed at him like that. And down he went. I thought, this guy is a master of Taekwondo. (laughs) The guy went down under the power. And you could feel power in the building, friend. I want to tell you, the power of God is the only thing that can unlock you from your doubt, your fear, your insecurities. The power of God is the only thing that can unlock you today. You're looking for, God, I, I don't know how it's going to happen, but God, I need a baby. And God, I can't even get pregnant because my, my doctors are saying my, my reproductive system is not well. Well, I want to tell you there is power here today to unlock you into a miracle. I can give you testimony after testimony that person's arrived on the altar and got the baby they dreamed of. I can give you people right now that were in hospital and they were laying on their deathbed, on their deathbed, friend, about to pass into eternity, unconscious. And somebody rang me up and said, you need to get in here. Well, they don't need me. They just need the power of the Word of God. And I remember turning up in one of these circumstances and walking into the room, 18 people standing around, the, the, the person laying on the bed, gone, friend, gone. And I walked up and grabbed a hold of their hand. Who needs a bit of this? Grabbed a hold of their hand. And uh, I'm coming down here looking for somebody today. And I'll grab your hand. And I just said, I speak the resurrection power of Jesus Christ over your body. And I want to tell you, instantaneously in this hospital bed, she sat bolt upright, scared me, scared all the family, scared everybody. When you get the power of God, it scares you. Don't think raising from the dead is something you're looking forward to. It's something that freaks you out. It freaks you out. She stood up and she said these words. She said, fear and disease have just left the room and faith and hope have just entered my life. We need God's power in our lives. Better finish this. Let us not glide through this life, this world, sorry, and then slip quietly into heaven without having blown the trumpet loud enough for our Redeemer, Jesus Christ. Let us see to it that the devil will hold a thanksgiving service in hell when he gets news of our departure from the field of battle. Friend, we're not here to just cruise around and have a holiday. We're in a war, friend, and it's a war of faith and it's a war of the Word of God against evil in our world. And you and I are the only holders of truth in this world. Nobody else holds truth. That's C.T. Studd, a man who lived on fire for the things of God. Some of you are looking for some points today. Let me give you some points for my message today, okay? Here they are. Number one, you better know that you are called. You better know that you are called. I said, you better know that you are called. See, some people think I'm called because I'm on a stage. 
That's bull, guys. You're called to action in every realm of society. My first call was to the people on my building site. That was my first call. On the first day I got born again, I felt called of God to lead the whole lot of them to Christ. I turned up on my building site after one. I'd been born again for 12 hours. And I turned up and I said, you're all going to hell. You better get born again. I knew how they were living. I was living that way just 12 hours ago. And then Jesus changed my life. So I had a message for my moment, friend. And you have a message for your moment. You don't need to copy my message or anybody else's message. You have a message for your moment in your world that'll change their circumstances. I walked in there and I said, here's what you were doing last night. Here's what you would do. I was telling them what they're doing last night. They couldn't believe that I knew. But I was doing it with them just the night before. I want to tell you, God will use the environment you're in to change your world. And we need to realise, see, sometimes I think we're too well educated in the kingdom to be of any powerful use. But God says, I want to exercise that in your life right now, okay? Number two, a church without power will never bring glory to God. A church without power. And, and, and friend, don't, don't start looking at the church and saying, well, the church needs to get more power. You are the church. Churches are not buildings. Just in case. I told you before, I got born again in a building that didn't have any of this fancy stuff user got. Never had any of this. But what they did have was the power of God. And that's what arrested me in my seat. And I thought, man, I've got none of what he's talking about. And then he said, stand up if that's you. And I stood up and then he said, come to this altar. And I stood on an altar and I said, God, forgive me for my sin. I want to be born again today and I want to live a brand new life. Friend, it changed my life, my street, my workplace, my life. Everything in my world changed that day. That's the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. A church without power cannot bring glory to God. We need the power of God. If you haven't got any power in your life today, I want to tell you there's power here right now and you can get a hold of it. There's power here. There's an anointing here, okay? And my third point is don't become infected by the, by the environment, by the, the society you live in. It's very easy to get infected by it. Man, I, I've been a Christian now for 45 years. 47 years, sorry. 47 years. Preaching and God. I've been on fire every flipping day of it on fire. And I want to tell you right now, it's only when you start to become affected by the culture around you yeah. or the circumstances around and you start and you wouldn't believe how quick that can get you. Yeah. Yeah. It can get you. Yeah. And soon you're just like, oh boy, this Christianity ain't even working anymore. No one's getting saved. Nothing. The only reason not getting saved because you're not doing what you meant to do. Yeah. We've got to get involved again in the power of the kingdom of God and change our world. Lay hands on the sick and they shall recover in Jesus' name. We cannot afford to sit back any longer. And finally, you've got to get plugged in. Got up yesterday morning. Well, sorry, I don't even know what yesterday morning was. I think I arrived home at 4.30 yesterday morning. But I got up the other day and this thing was flat as a pancake. Wouldn't work. Zero connection with anything around you. And the reason was, I forgot to plug the darn thing in. we got to get plugged in to the power of God and remain plugged in. The only way you will have communication with heaven's voice is when you are plugged in to the power. There's a source of power that can unlock incredible victory in your lives. 
and we have got to get plugged in again, friend. And if I'm here for anything today, it's to say, friends, let's get plugged in and become the greatest weapons of, like C.T. Studd, let's make that devil freak out when you get out of bed. Yeah, I don't know how you get out of bed. Let me try it. Oh, what was that? And you're laying in bed and then you get out and you sort of put one foot hits the ground and the alarm bell should go off in hell right then and say, look out, he's awake. When the other foot hits the ground, oh no, he's got up again. He refuses to bow down to his feelings. He's ready to go. Then you shout, Shandala Bushiki Ababa Sukoti Kianda. Everywhere I go today, I want to carry the anointing of the Holy Ghost and power. That'll rattle every demon. That'll cause demons to tremble in Jesus' name. I went to a meeting the other day. Yeah, I know, I've got to stop. You can sit down. I went to a meeting the other day and they're, they're doing this thing where they're casting out devils. And I was like, what the heck? I was in Vietnam just a little while ago and I was just preaching, just preaching like this. And just right in the middle there, next thing, ah, and down goes, a devil, devil comes out just like that. We don't have to put a show on for the devil. We preach the gospel of power. And I want to tell you, demons leave. Some of you, that's happening to you right now. A demon of inferiority, a demon of low self-esteem is leaving the meeting this morning. A demon of fear. Because John, what is it? John 1.12 says that the power of God re- re- gets rid of, kicks fear out your door in Jesus' name. We don't live by fear. We live by the promises of God. All over this meeting this morning, the power of God. That's why when we respond, we open our hearts up. God, here's my heart. I need your power in my life. God, I need that freedom he's talking about. I've been locked down in my mind too long. I've been trapped in all kinds of demonic activity. See, Jesus, you've got to think of it. Read read your Bible. I shouldn't even have to refer to it. Uh, uh, Matthew chapter 10, it says, Jesus called, called those who he loved to himself. Not to your ministry, not to me getting up on a stage here, not to being on the worship team. None of that. Call him to himself. Your number one place is, Jesus, I need you today. Jesus, I I drifted away from you. I got too far from you. I need to come back to you. I need to come back to you, Jesus. You're the one that powers me up. Because it carries on. Matthew chapter 10, verse 1, read it. It says he called himself. Then he gave them power over demons, over sickness, over disease, over every curse of the earth. And Jesus gave them the victory to walk and heal people and deliver them and lead them to him. Every one of us has that strength today. And I want to encourage you right now, friend, it's time for revival. Let's, get, let's become. People say to me, oh, Don, you're an evangelist. No, I'm not. I'm Don McDonnell, born again on the 10th of October, 1978, on fire for God and living in the victory that God called me into a relationship with Him. And it bubbles from the inside out. And it's a river that flows out of me and it causes life to go wherever I turn up. I'm contagious. You may have COVID, I've got the Holy Ghost. He's bigger than COVID. Yeah. 